and Allison. And Eric, too. <laughs> I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. What's funny is some people have said, oh, it's my husband too, in public when I see him. That's the, that is literally <laughs> what I was trying to accomplish. Mission so accomplished. I guess we can be done with the podcast now. Okay. I, I mean, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's been a great few uh, end of the year, end of the five podcast. years or six years or however long we've been doing it. <laughs> that is so funny. This is episode 169, and I'm titling this, What Do I Want to Let Go Of? I was going to say, what do I want to leave behind? But I feel like that makes people think about like a legacy. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit of, I mean, that's, it's maybe a byproduct of what we're going to talk about today, but it really is. What do I want to let go of? As we move from December to January, December is known as a bridge month. It is taking you from the old year to the new year. I was listening to this podcast I really like. She she brought up this, Lindsay Mack is the name of the podcast host, and she brought up this concept of leaving, like, what do you want to leave behind? So I kind of just, like, took this and ran with it in my mind, where this idea of what are the things in 2022 that I don't want to carry with the bridge over over into the 2023. Like, I don't want to take over the bridge with me as I move into this new year. And I really, really loved this approach to thinking about the new year because it's so compassionate. And I feel like it's so timely to where a lot of us are at emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically. You know, the new year can be such a time of you know, reflection, which so easily leads to rumination. <laughs> and I think a lot of times we think we're reflecting when in fact what we're doing is judging and kind of beating ourselves up under the guise of self-improvement. Right. Oh, yeah. And I just say that as somebody who has taken every compassionate self-development tool possible and found a way to beat the crap out of myself with it. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can turn anything into a weapon. <laughs> and I'm not alone in that. I know we've got a lot of really savvy, smart people in the awesome empire out there who are... <laughs> capable of doing the same and Eric even you I, I see you do it you know I, I see a lot of people do it when I'm speaking to them even me you're saying even even me even you how could that you be godly creature <laughs> you Greek god of a man and so we have a fantastic download that I'm I'm still so proud of it's several years old and it's called the best year ever and we'll link to that in the show notes it's a free download that you can get that helps you reflect in a way that is really compassionate. But I thought a cool exercise, you know, something that could happen just while you're listening to this podcast is maybe just start to get some ideas of, you know, thinking of that bridge. What do you 
like not want to carry with you? What do you not want to load in your bag? I shared this in Awesome On Demand, which is my monthly audio streaming service. It's Feel Good Audio. There's a new deep dive and meditations every month. I'm revamping it for 2023. Very excited. And I was talking about the Five of Cups. That is a tarot card where the person is looking at these three cups at their feet that have spilled. And behind them are two cups that are standing upright, but the person is looking down sad at the three cups that have spilled water, wine, life, spirit, emotion. And behind them are the two cups. And those two cups are right next to a bridge, actually. The bridge is like in the very, very far distance. And I love that symbolism because bridges are so... Oh, I just, I love like the bridge in Indiana Jones, you know, where he's like throwing the, the, the dust out to see Mm -hmm. like where the next step is. And he has to take like that, those steps of faith as he crosses that bridge. I just love this approach so much more than what for me has been a traditional approach of, okay, like, what do I want to make happen? What do I want to push forward? What do I want to, you know, craft this life to look like in 2023? Yeah, I think that like the net positive and the net outcome is it will be just as good, if not greater, by taking things out of your life than adding more to it. without taking stuff out. You can't just keep, it's like a house. You can't just keep buying stuff and having boxes everywhere. It just gets full and and hoardy. Yeah. You have to to like take so much stuff out to put new, more beautiful things in. I love that. I think that's really beautiful. And, and let stuff die and, and create, create space for, for the unknown, taking those steps of faith. So as I've been thinking about what do I want to leave behind? What do I want to let go and, and not carry with me into the new year. And something that I've been thinking a lot about, which is not something I believe that can happen in a year, but something that I absolutely would love to have be the work of my lifetime is letting go of conditional love. So let me kind of tell you what inspired that is I was, oh, it was Ink Master. I've talked about this before. Oh, Ink Master. (laughs) The well of wisdom. Shut up. Eric judges me for Ink Master. But just this concept of they had some people with Down syndrome on and the tattoo artists were so impressed and just talking about this unconditional love they felt. And it really just latched onto me. And I was like, oh, I wrote a book and I don't know what I want my new life goals to be. And I don't know what my new dreams are. And I think that I'll have it an idea. And then I don't know. I don't know if I just need more time or I'm just not trying to force it. I I don't know what it is. But one of the few things that I've really been able to latch on to recently is enthusiasm and passion for life when it becomes a practice of living with unconditional love that the people around me feel loved unconditionally that the people I pass or meet quickly the people who I've had in my life who maybe things haven't gone great right like maybe they're mad at me or I'm displeased with them or they've hurt me or they've betrayed me or really let me down Can I find a way to have love for them unconditionally? And not in a way where it's like dangerous to me, right? Not in a way where I allow people to take advantage of me. Um, Not in that 
type of pleasing. I think there's a big difference between unconditional love and unconditionally enabling. Huge difference. Yeah. And I think that pleasing aspect of it, not wanting to upset others so that you feel like you will receive love. See, that's not the intention for me. The intention is, can I love unconditionally? And what I've noticed is a really big challenge is, and this comes from just knowing how this type of stuff works, is can I love myself unconditionally? Can I love myself in the role of, you know, having disappointed or being disappointed? Can I love myself in the role of not feeling as successful? Can I love myself even when my body doesn't look the way I, I want it to look? with? And, and what I mean is it's just such a different approach than... I'm going to force and push and work my way into things being the way I want. And it's not a passive, it's not passive at all. It's very active. Love is a verb. It's very, very active. And and the reason why it becomes a, a job or a duty, a, a, a task to love myself unconditionally is because I know that the conditions I place on myself, I'm placing on other people. When I cast a judgment in my mind or in my heart, or even if I say something out loud that, you know, when I'm going to bed that night, I'm like, man, I really don't like that I said that. Why? Like, I just, that was not kind. I think in the past, I would have maybe tried to make myself feel better, like... Find ways why it was justified. Find ways, yes. Find ways why it was justified or just rake myself over the coals. And so I'm, I'm giving this as an example of what that unconditional love goal has felt like for me is when I'm going to bed and I'm like, man, I hate that I said that to invite myself to, you know, take an assessment. Do I, is there an apology that needs to be made? No, not really. Okay. But there's forgiveness to give myself. Right. So like having unconditional love for myself when I don't act perfectly or I don't speak perfectly and also having unconditional love for myself when I don't know when I'm not exactly where I, I want to be or I get sad again or I'm feeling low again, right? Like like in not just love for myself when I'm performing at this level. And so if there was something I was Which going... Which is the definition of unconditional. Yeah, right? Yeah, but, but it bears like going into detail because we think we get it until we're like, oh, that's a condition. Yeah. Oh, that's a condition. I just would love to be able to leave those conditions in 2022. And I feel like I'm leaving a lot of conditions in 2022. And I will say that I didn't realize how conditional my love for myself was until things got ugly. (laughs) Right? Like until I was unable to achieve, until I was unable to perform or unwilling to do it at the cost of my health and my well-being. So that, that has just been a huge... I don't know. That's that's one of my examples. Have you have has anything come to mind for you? I mean, there's a lot of things that I would I think I would love to leave behind. I was thinking like of something that was a bite sized thing that would make an impact. And I was reading this. I get this email called the Daily Dad, that, and I was reading this morning, and it linked to an article about how to be more present. And one of the steps was to be more present was stop watching news around your child. I'm like, okay, well, let's why why is this why is this a big deal? Because I do, I, I, I'm pretty informed 
and I haven't been totally cognitive of what it does to me, and this is fascinating. So check this out. A psychological study conducted in 1997 found that people who consumed just 14 minutes of negative news were much more anxious and sad than those who were exposed to positive or neutral news. Not just that, but the people who were exposed to the negative news spent more time talking about their own personal worries and anxieties immediately after. They also found that the people in this group were much were also much more likely to catastrophize these worries and perceive them to be much worse than they were in reality. So for this year, I want to significantly reduce my news consumption. I thought that was so fascinating. When you hear bad news, you make it personal, become more narcissistic, you make it more about yourself, and then you're taking away your potential love to other people. Which is counterintuitive because so many would argue that staying informed is a way to be compassionate and a good citizen of the earth. Yeah, it is a it is a crazy dichotomy. But being reflective even this morning, thinking about that, when I listen to certain like news shows or podcasts or something, I, I do notice that I feel different and like life looks a little more bleak. And I'm, I, I know that that affects how present I am with my children. Yeah. And I also think I like the intentionality of the prompt where it's like, stop consuming it around your children. Mm -hmm. It's not saying stop consuming it period. I mean, I, I like you get to interpret it like what's powerful for you, but I like that the suggestion is, kind of asking you to be a little more intentional about it mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, if, um, you know, when you consume news, when you get informed, being really intentional about it, like almost like shifting your mindset, shifting into, okay, I'm here. And we talked about this in the last episode about like what to do in a world that is, you know, how to enjoy life even in a world that's bleak, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Is being really intentional about the information that you bring in. What's crazy is this was done in 1997 before smartphones. Oh my so gosh. think about now with the deluge of just information that's always there. I mean, you turn it on and you're basically like, if, even if you go to social media, you're opening yourself up to so much potential, like anything. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what, what, what's who's going to post what so you're just open to anything so it's it's almost like i need to be more careful about consuming anything that i can't control when i'm around my kids you can't like the the information i'm saying even if you're jumping on instagram or anything like that yeah. i'm just saying it's that it's crazy that this is in 1997 we're in 2022 where information is much more quick much more um dramatized and so that's and i I w I'm inviting you to hold me accountable to this too, Allison. Um, I love to do that for you. I love to tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're having a hard time, you know, kind of thinking of what you want to maybe let go of or leave behind because you're very focused on, you know, what it is you want more of in your life. You know, maybe you're in a mindset of, well, I just need to do this better and I need to do this better. I think these are some good questions that you can ask to kind of help get your wheels going. Where are you being called or guided to give with bravery and courage? And what I mean by that, what, what kind of scares you a little bit? What's kind of freaking you out a little bit? And it's so funny because I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. And then when I, when I ask myself that question, I can like immediately give you an answer of something that I've been thinking about doing, but has like, I'm like, no, I'm not afraid of it, but maybe just a little bit. Cause it's new and it's different and it's just a completely different thing. 
you know? Asking yourself, where am I being called to give my gifts? Where am I being called to share? Or, or if that question feels exhausting in any way, you are being called to heal. You are being called to heal. And I have been starting my power hours. They're so just life affirming and the best thing ever. I get to talk to you guys like one person for an hour and it's just You've been you've been beaming after those calls. I do. I beam. I do. I think it's a little bit of I'm trying to keep that in mind today where I'm feeling kind of like low and my energy is low that I'm going to have those phone calls tomorrow and it it is a lot of energy and I start beaming so it's a little bit of a an ebb and flow. You know, the energy's got to got to move all the way around with me. Um, <laughs> and so, but kind of looking at, you know, what do I want to leave behind in 2022? What do I want to let go of? What do I not want to carry over that bridge? Okay, wh- where is it or what is it that you're feeling called towards? And then from that perspective, asking what is weighing me down in my, in my attempt, in my journey, in the direction that I'm trying to move? What is weighing me down? What is weighing me down? These are good questions. I know. Dang it. I hate when I have to, you know, reflect in real time. Thinking is hard. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. Who's that again? I don't remember. It's a quote. Yeah, we talked about it. But, you know, sometimes it is nice not to think when it comes to needing, like we're talking about all this intentionality. And that is one of the reasons why we're so happy with our sponsor, Pinna. Because it's intentional. It's like very thoughtful, intentional audio programming for children, podcasts, stories. It's easy for them to navigate. And then you don't have to be going out of your way to try to filter and filter and filter and filter, right? Just like we're saying, like you pop into a streaming service and who knows what is going to come up, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. And so we've just been loving Pinna. Tell tell our peoples about Pinna if they don't know yet. Pinna's awesome. It's like it's like giving a very it's like putting a very informed nanny with your kids. You know? <laughs> it's like you just you can just sit back in your chair and just relax knowing your kids are in good hands. Pinna is so awesome. Our kids are loving it. Um, they're learning things and it's stimulating them to have more in- interesting conversations with us. And so right now you can go to Pinna and get 50% off your first year, which is like such a good deal. Pinna is offering our listeners one year of Pinna for 50% off. Just head to pinna.fm forward slash promo to sign up and use code Allison with one L at checkout. That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M slash promo. Awesome. That's a great Christmas gift or something while you're doing your Christmas travels. I know I'm always looking for audio things that are good with the children. So thank you, Pinna. We appreciate you. So thinking is hard. (laughs) Being intentional takes energy. Speaking of energy, this is a thought that I've been trying to land on for myself is gestation is effort. So planting a seed, we're not seeing the gestation of the seed. We're not seeing underneath, you know, the roots starting to crack out. We're not seeing that work. But just like a, a baby sleeps so many hours a day and toddlers sleep so many hours a day, they're growing so quickly. They're taking so much energy that I think... 
another way to be really compassionate about what I want to leave behind or, you know, what what do I want to equip myself with moving forward to the new year is just that compassion around the idea of maybe it's already happening. Maybe that seed is already planted, right? So how can you continue to nourish it? So maybe what you want to let go of or leave behind in 2022 is that belief that you constantly need to be doing more, that you constantly need to be figuring it out, that you constantly need to be planting another seed and planting another seed and planting another seed, especially when you're overriding a very real physical response that is saying, I am tired, I am exhausted, I am drained. So... I just think that that's like a really, like when I get really real with myself, like I can tell one story about, I'm not quite sure what it is I want to do next and this and the dibbity boo, but here I am doing, like really truly doing a lot of things. And just like I said, like the um, emotional and physical and mental toll of giving these really awesome one-on-one sessions, it requires me to to really nourish and take care of myself. I have an apt metaphor for what you're saying. Tell me. It's about gardening. I, yes, have you heard? Have you heard of thinning the carrots? Um, tell me more. Okay, so when you plant a row of carrots, you plant them pretty close to each other. And this is because not all seeds are going to take, but sometimes they all take. Mm. And you have to go back when they come up a little bit, to, and you have to thin them. You have to make room so, the, so some can grow really big. If you don't, they all get smashed together, and they, they don't get very big. So I love what you're saying is maybe you don't do so many things and you let the things that are truly important grow and have space because if you're always trying to pile on. Well, that's this is perfect of what do I want to let go of moving into 2023 is you got to thin the carrots. Thin the carrots. Thin the carrots. Oh, I knew we would land on it eventually if we just kept going. Thin, thin the, the carrots. Freaking carrots. <laughs> Well, and I love the metaphor of the carrots because I've spent a lot of time out there like a crazy woman um, digging up the carrots when they grow in. And it's so cool to see the different shapes that they grow in. And when you don't thin them, what happens? And the way that they grow to squish into the carrots around them or to navigate around or they're fighting for nutrients and so the potential is totally lost yeah and when they have a little bit more space and so maybe what you want to let go of in (laughs) and not bring into 2023 is that tendency to just pack in so much i love it it feels so much better than adding things i hope i hope you the listener feel better too instead of just adding stuff and trying to do more it's like let's thin the carrots Let's take away things that aren't serving me, that don't truly belong. And you might like like it, but you, we all know what tr- is truly serving us and, and, and something that's just like keeping us, you know, bogged down. And so it takes, a little, it takes courage to let things go. Mm. But man, making room for the more beautiful things that we want in our lives is essential. I love that. And I just wanted to give one more example of something that might be worth examining it's a little metaphysical, is what I like to call like a landing place for your thoughts. So in my book, You're Already Awesome, which is a very fabulous book, makes a very wonderful gift. Because essentially when you're giving it to someone, you're saying you're already awesome. Mm. (laughs) Is there's sections in a lot of the chapters called Prevent the Spiral. The idea is like, 
the top of a funnel or the top of a spiral. It can be very, very wide, but it's often going to land in this very narrow place. And so you might notice in your life that your spiral lands in, but nobody even cares or loves me, or nobody understands me, or I'm all alone, or I'm not worthy of love. Like it can start with that person cut me off driving to I'm not worthy of love, right? Like it doesn't matter where the spiral begins. And so something that might be worth leaving behind in 2022 is a landing place. And by a landing place, I mean a landing place that doesn't truly serve you. One of my landing places um, guys, like nobody cares that that is definitely one of my landing places. Well, it doesn't really matter. Nobody cares. It's just not a life affirming. It's just not a a love affirming landing place. And so maybe if you are ready to let go of, and remember, this is going to be a practice. You might find yourself trying to carry it over the bridge over and over again. And all you got to do is just set it down again, right? It's not like, oh, that's why this is such a great form of like goal setting, right? Because it's not like, oh, I didn't do it. It's like, oh, I did it again. I noticed that I did it again. Cool. I'm I'm getting I'm getting better and better at allowing myself to stay at this landing place simply because it doesn't do any good for me. Like sitting around believing nobody cares. I mean, whether it's true or not true doesn't even matter. It's literally just it's self-sabotage and it's usually yeah. like it's usually a tool or an easier way to go there than doing what you know you need to do or you're supposed to do. Yeah, which honestly like what I'm quote unquote supposed to do most of the time, I I dare say most of the time for all of us is just continue to accept ourselves, right? Like that's it. Like you're like, you're here. Oh, what I'm supposed to do. Oh yeah, I, I'm lazy. I got to go out there and do this thing. It's like, or maybe you're supposed to accept yourself where you are right now. In that acceptance, you're able to see things about yourself that you would like to shift um, or like to amplify. And it just becomes such a more compassionate process, becoming the person that you know that you are truly inside um, and aligning your actions and deeds with that human that is you, which is a very awesome, wonderful person. So I hope that this has been um, an interesting thought journey for you guys. We appreciate you. We love doing the podcast so much. This has just been a cool thought for me. I'm excited to continue to think about it. And if you do want a really, really good download, we worked on it with a group of 15-year-olds that we teach. And it was it was awesome. They, they loved the questions. The best year ever worksheet. We'll put a link to that for free um, in the show notes. So you guys are fabulous, Eric. Do we have any, what do you got over there? Reviews? There's some awesome reviews on Audible. Oh, I, of I, my book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, gosh. That's where we're going. We're going to go to Audible I haven't today. looked in a minute. Michelle says, I really appreciate the vulnerability and honesty with which this book was written. Allison's authentic and beautiful self shines through even more than I've ever seen through years of loving her and her message. It has such a deeper feel to it than other quote-unquote self-improvement books. It's not the get hyped and make surface changes that don't last kind of motivation. It's deeper. Not so much about changing yourself as it is just acknowledging and loving the beautiful person that you already are, along with practical advice to help you connect with your emotions, body, and soul. Allison's honesty and rawness about her struggles make me really believe in the principles and want to practice them myself. Thank you, Allison. 
Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Thank great? you, Michelle. I appreciate that. That is such a a beautiful review. I love that people are listening to the book on Audible. I read it. Eric's music is in it. I mean, we just had a, such a great time recording it. So I appreciate that. Michelle, uh, reach out. Shoot us an email at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. And we are going to send you my gratitude journal, which is such a treat just as you are, Michelle. I hope that you guys are able to just take time to pause uh, during this month. Just take time to invite yourself into slowness. Uh, Even when you have really, really action-packed or activity-packed days, weeks, weekends, to as you move through that heavy back-to-back action to just find moments to pause, to center. I've been doing that and it's been really, really helpful and just helping me keep kind of the joy that is the season of Christmas for me. And I wish that for you too. I want you to know that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, are you going to take us out on a siggity, siggity song? <laughs> yes, it's very siggity. You know, I, I don't know what songs I put on the podcast. I don't really care. I'm sure there's been some repeats, but this is from my album that came out last year. The album's titled Morning in the Cathedral, and this song is called Night Moon Meadow, and I hope you enjoy it.